I think Stefani's got this terrible habit of singing as if you're holding your nose. A bit Frank Side bottom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One for our younger listeners. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. One for the kids. Hello and welcome to the Personal Jukebox Podcast. My name is Simon and on this episode we're going to be looking at Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. Now, joining me to look back at this one, he's here, there, he's here, he's there, he's fucking everywhere. It's Stuart Boyd. Hey baby, <laughs> hey baby, hey. I always get the girls in the back. Yes. So, is that, would that be a personal five, would it? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Naturally. Yes, back again. Um, we're going to get into some decent discussion on this one, I have no doubt whatsoever. Yeah, we'll find out if Boyd was a fan back in the day and if he's uh, remained a bit of a fan now. Mr Stuart Boyd, though, in the meantime, how have you been? I've been okay. Two steps forward, one step back. Um, Glad been... to be here tonight. Yes. Because, uh, I was leaving the house and the wife said, where's my Pride and Prejudice DVD? So, oh God. yeah, we're, we're safe as houses now. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. And it's very nice to um, to leave the house for something other than work and not have to spend 50 quid minimum. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I'm hating spending money at the moment on oh. anything. It's an absolute wound. It is. I, I got tapped up today. I dropped Gracie off at work. She said, can you pick me up a brownie from the cafe down the road? And I picked up said brownie. Yeah. Uh, and one for a mate as well. Yeah. And I thought to myself, oh man, they're not going to take card payments here. Yeah. It's going to be under a fiver. Seven quid for I, two brownies. I was going to say minimum seven good, quid there. Good God almighty. Oh yeah. I was um, aghast. And you want to see these little slithers of cake as well? Yes. That you, get, you, you go for like a latte, cappuccino, whatever your, uh, whatever your poison is, and they try and flog you a cake with that. And it, it's the width and half the length of one of those, you know, those poxy little half-size rulers you used to get with exercise books? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's not and you're a... spending the bones of a tenner. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan of spending at the moment. Everything's becoming increasingly expensive. Last weekend I spent in Liverpool dropping the daughter off at university. Yeah, yeah. And that cost an absolute bomb, an arm and a leg everywhere. Nothing's cheap. Did, no. did you know that the Beatles came from Liverpool, by the way? I'd heard a rumour. Yeah. <laughs> and Christ and White are the Amaritone when you go there. Do they? Yes. They're not celebrating anathema at all. <laughs> not celebrating anything else, that's oh, it. They're missing a trick. <laughs> It was expensive business. Just nothing, nothing at all is cheap. Everything's expensive. In 2023, we're being absolutely fleeced. Definitely. Magazines are as much as books. Man, no I'm... wonder no bugger buys them anymore. Well, is there only W.H. Smith that you can actually get a decent magazine from now? Probably, yeah. Like, definitely, I can remember when I was a kid, when I was like a small kid and like into comics and magazines and stuff, I wanted to be a news agent. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I can remember at one point thinking, when I grow up, I'd love to be a news agent. You get first dibs on all the new publications <laughs> yeah, for nothing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Sit there and bloody read them and everything. But oh, it's a it's a dead art. I was going to say it's a dying art, but it's an absolute dead art now, isn't it? Absolutely is. All them little shops are just being propped up on disposables and energy drinks. Yeah. 
You know, you can subscribe to um, to magazines like on mass, like streaming services now. Yes, you can throw like a ten or a month, and I never knew that. I, I know you can get like you mean like to get the like copies on your tablets or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about three months ago, years old, when I found that out. Oh, really? When I found that out. Yeah. No way. That blew my mind. I've had to be a young person's card in this year. <laughs> it's finally gone. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's great because you know when you when you're young. When you're into alternative music like we are, and you cultivate a bit of an image, and you don't give a fuck what anybody thinks, but you do. <laughs> yes, yes, But yes, I think yes. I'm at the stage now where I actually not not don't give a fuck. Yeah. Just not fussed. But you, 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 you can let it slide it's now. It's you great. Can, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's what I mean by young person's card giving in. It's just, I'll suit myself, you know. I'll wear the plain black polo with the H&M jeans, and it's like... I'm not going on a fashion parade. I don't care who, who am I trying to impress. <laughs> well, that's it. You're married away. Yeah. You're kidded up. Yeah. You've got a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ain't got nobody to impress anymore. No, it's, gra- it's all gravy. <laughs> what was, can you remember, going back to the magazine thing, what's the last magazine that you were, like, buying legitimately? Like, on a month-to-month basis? Yeah, month or weekly or whatever it was. Month-to-month or week-to-week basis. Uh, it was probably, like, a, a bit of a holy tri- trinity, really, of Kerrang!, Mm. Metal Hammer and Power Slam. Yeah, I was going to say and Power Slam. When I was a, a youth, that was what the majority of my money would be spent That's on. That's where your disposable income went. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. You had your pile of best that were getting a bit dog-eared and then you had your ones kind of to the back that had the clippings <laughs> that like, adorned, the, adorned the walls, yeah, adorned, made right. the montages. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The collages. Oh, God, yeah. You know what the kids don't do anymore? You know, when you went to school and you used to have to, like, make, um, like, a thing for your book. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like a wraparound. Yeah. I don't know what you actually would call it. I don't know what you call yeah, it. Yeah, some kids would come in with, like, the embossed wallpaper that you <laughs> used to throw the matted milk <laughs> and, off, and their books were covered in everything. Yeah, boy, yeah. yeah. Because you could make them of what you wanted, couldn't you? I can definitely remember making a wrestling one when I was at school. Okay. At I did, hell, oh, yeah. in art. Um, you remember the big old... Massive art folders mm. that had the card back in. Mm. I did a big collage there of like ECW and FMW stills with a need okay. to put all the blood and guts and gore and all the stuff, you know, just to show that obviously I was too cool for the mainstream. Oh, stuff. yeah, 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 definitely. You've got yeah. to demonstrate that because yeah. I didn't give a fuck what anybody thought, <laughs> yeah, of course. We've already covered, so I had to, uh, <laughs> I had to show that I was uh, that I was going to cut myself on all that edge. And bleed like an eater. <laughs> He's been mentioned loads on Talksport recently. An Is eater, it? yeah, really randomly because isn't Tyson Fury fighting an no, MMA? Francis and Ganu, yeah. Okay, yeah, and so they're saying, oh, it's like a publicity stunt. Does everybody remember when uh, Muhammad Ali fought? Uh, oh yeah, and Anita thought was it? Oh, oh Muhammad Ali fought. Um, oh, Anto- you're thinking Antonio and Sorry, yes, and Anita did yes. did have a um, did have a work. Yeah, that's against right. Leon Spinks, I want to say. It was somebody, wasn't it? Yeah, We'll yeah. have to Google the internet oh, sorry, and check, yeah, and I, fact check that at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I just got one of my eyes crossed on that one. There you go, anyway. Yeah, Inoki Ali was the big one, wasn't he? But if you want to talk parallels to Fury and Ganu, you know, Mayweather McGregor is right there. Well, yeah, that was like literally, <laughs> like, what, four years ago, yeah. something like that? Yeah. yeah. Did you watch that? No, 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 it, was no a, it was a foregone conclusion, wasn't it? I had no interest no, in it. whatsoever. The, the lad who was living next door at the time, they had a load of people around. Yeah. And I said to him, oh, let me know in the morning. And I'm sure I had a bet on bloody um, Mayweather to win in the first six rounds or something like that. But yeah. they just played it out, didn't they? And I said, oh, 
what happened in the end? And he was like, he lost. I was like, what, my, were they lost? And he was like, no, McGregor. I was like, well, yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah it's a boxing match. <laughs> yeah, no shit. As if that weren't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Along those lines, the wife said to me the other day, have we got the zone? And I was like, no, 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 we question. Have, no, no, we haven't got the zone. He says, um, because I want to, want to watch that Tommy Fury fight. <laughs> Is it like Tommy Fury against yeah. KSI in the oh, couple of yeah, weeks' yeah. time? Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's been seduced by the social media, I'm imagining. Yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah. especially no, with, with him no, coming no. off like Love Island and stuff like that. Oh, was he on that, was he? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go, I, well, I think he was on that before he'd had any fights, weren't they? Any, like, legit fights. Oh, was that kind of his launch pad? Yeah, I'd say so, well, yeah. Where did the Paul brothers start out? Because they're... All over anything, including flogging their flavoured water for... Yeah, it literally, I actually had a bottle of it um, in the past month. Okay. And it is, like, just cordial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, some shops are still selling it for mega money, aren't they? I stand to two quid. It's everywhere now, and it's two yeah, quid a pop. Yeah, I ain't paying that. I, I presume they just came from being on YouTube, didn't they? I'm yeah. guessing, yeah. yeah. And and then, I don't know, that's obviously the way now to get, to get absolutely minted up. Yeah. Definitely, my daughter was playing with, uh, I'm probably going back six, eight months, but I'm listening to her playing with a Dolls, a Barbies, or LOL Dolls, crossing yeah. genres, yeah, you know, yeah, doing yeah, a bit yeah. of a mashup. And, uh, Opening just the forbidden door. Yeah, and then listening to her dialogue, and then she's talking away, and then suddenly from nowhere I hear, thanks for watching our video, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. <laughs> so. Hey, and if you've heard that, listen to this. Leave us a writing or a review on uh, Apple Music, Spotify especially, because that's going to do wonders. Absolutely. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. We're here today to talk about Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt, though. What's your history with No Doubt? History with No Doubt. Um, I discovered them. I imagine how the vast majority of Britain discovered them. Yeah. The box, music, television, you control. The first two big videos of this kind of hit they were on the list you saw them then they crept into heavy rotation um this is their um kind of second deliberate album isn't it and they put mm. out an odds and sods studio compilation but i think for younger listeners it wasn't that uncommon was it in the 90s for a band to start to gain traction around their second or third album you know they put out their first on a bit of a mom and pop label yeah they'd support acts um a yeah. few bands the music press would catch up and you catch on to them, second or third album. Have you ever heard the previous stuff to this? Yes, since. Yeah. Obviously, years since. Yeah, yeah, since yeah. the advent of streaming services. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going out and buying that stuff. I've never I don't think anything was, pre this. I don't think it was readily available, to be honest. Well, mm. yeah, the pre stuff is interesting because there's quite a departure from this. Debut big, album's 92. Yeah, and big difference from this album. Massive yeah. difference, which I think, because it was an absolute commercial flop, wasn't it? I think the the label was Interscope. They right. kind of subcontracted this album out to like a lesser label because there were no expectations whatsoever yeah. based on the first album, was there? Yeah. One thing about the first album that I noticed, I think I first played it about five, six years ago, just in the car, stuck yeah. it on in the car. And my one abiding memory of it is... No choruses, no hooks. And uh-huh. I think that's something they try to address here on yes. this album. I think they they go to town on, maybe they see that as a reason, maybe it was a flop or didn't gain any wide attraction. And shall we say it meets with mixed results? Oh, I think that would be very fair, very fair to say. Do you think say. that's generous? <laughs> yeah, I don't think, yeah. That, I think that. No, I think that's like... 
really fair yep. to say, yes. Um, I've got that. They released the first album in 92, sold about 30,000 copies. Yep. Um, and then, you know, as, as you said, um, they were putting material together and Inkscope didn't like it and were saying, no, no, no. So, as you said, they farmed them out to somebody else. Yep. Even though Gwen Stefani is the breakout of the band, is... In some people's eyes, basically, the band. I said to Lindsay today, she said, oh, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, oh, we're doing No Doubt. Do you know them? And she's like, it's the blonde girl. Well, yeah, (laughs) to the mainstream, yes. The album cover reflects that they're well aware of that. Yeah. Um, The video to one of the, well, both of the videos really reflect that. All of the stuff, yeah. yeah, They pastiche it Mm -hmm. on the big single, Mm -hmm. don't they? Mm -hmm. To the point where they're, they're solidly aware of it and they're leaning into it. Um, just going through, before we get into another bloke, you've got as well Adrian Young on the drums, Tom DeMont on guitars, Tony Canal, who, on the bass, yeah. And then they've got like this Eric Stefani guy, obviously, yep. Gwen's brother. Yeah, one of the founder members, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who was, seemed to be the main songwriter as well yeah. of the band. Yeah. I think there's only two songs on this album that he's got credits on. Wood the last track be one of those two. Yes. It would, mm. because in terms of structure, that song is the most reflective of what's on the first album. Oh, is that so right? So that yeah. absolutely no the, surprise. The other one is, um, oh, I think it's track seven, The Climb. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the other one, and that's another one which kind of goes... I get that, yeah. Yeah, all and around. Eric Stefani, he, le- he left the band. We'll get into him in a second. He actually ended up working on The Simpsons as a... Uh, Artist, yeah, yeah, illustrator yeah. and stuff like that. He apparently was encouraging the rest of the band to come up with songs and ideas like that, and then felt extremely threatened by them when their ideas were put forward. Okay, uh, and kind of, I don't know, he, he comes across as a bit of an artiste, I think. Yeah. And then he ended up not rehearsing with them, even though they were rehearsing at his house. Is that right? Yeah, he was kind of on the outs throughout this, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of process, but you know, if he's he's credited on the album i think i, th- I think he's still all right isn't he because he must be raking the royalties i would say so yeah royalties and then obviously what he went on to Absolutely. as well after that apparently they produced the second album themselves on their own label and sold about 100,000 copies in the first year and then i think interscope kind of pounded up cash and did whatever they did then at some point in the build up this album gwen and tony gwen yeah, and tony yeah, split, tony, yeah. split up and that's that is rife all throughout the album, isn't it? Even into Gwen's solo career. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know the song "Cool." Yes, that's blatantly about him, isn't it? So. Honestly, some of those um, lighter Gwen pop songs—they're yeah. great pop songs. Well, there's some in here, and some from—I won't lean too much into what I'm going to say about their singles. Yeah, but there are some, even no doubt, singles post this album that. If someone said they were offered to Britney at some point, you'd have no trouble believing it. Yeah, I get that. I I struggle to look. Actually, no. When I was looking down it, I thought they've had help on this album writing the songs. But when you actually look at the writing credits, it's all Gwen and Tony and the other guys. And I don't know. I just struggle to believe sometimes that they wrote all these songs themselves because they just feel like they've got like a a writer's touch on them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. The difference between, say, Liam Gallagher penning his own songs in BDI with his bandmates, yeah. and then his solo career is 
God, you can tell that somebody's been writing these songs with him. Okay. Um, I just now I just get that vibe from it. That's interesting. Maybe this is like a last chance saloon kind of thing. It's definitely a last chance saloon, yeah. I think, for them. Basically, they looked into two hits, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And one mega monster, super all round, everywhere, yep. staple hit. Absolutely. Yeah. It's. I think I've heard on the radio twice in the last month, and I don't really <laughs> listen to the radio. We'll get through it as we go through. Seven singles in the USA, they said, but they did the whole trick of... Um, they only actually released one physical single, and then all the rest were just singles to radio stations, so it encouraged people to buy the album. Yeah. Which they do in America, and they don't do over here, because the singles chart's never really been that big a deal over there, has it? I don't understand American charts. They'll say it's got to X number on this chart, but Y number on this chart, and I'm... Like modern rock, alternative rock, um, adult rock. Right, the thing about this album as well is it was actually released on October the 10th, 1995. Yep. It didn't chart on the UK charts until January 1997. Was it as long as that? Yeah. I remember seeing... Which is weird, isn't it? Yeah, I saw 1995 when I just basically had a look at at the basic info. I kind of lean on you for that kind of stuff. (laughs) But that seemed mega early. In terms of I thought that, yeah. kind of my timeline, yeah. It, it, in my head, I know we're harping back, uh, yeah, twenty five years or so, but yeah, that did seem mega early. Even even if it was released in October ninety five, the album, the first time they put out Just a Girl was October ninety six on the UK charts, okay, and then Don't Speak, and then went back yeah. and and did all the stuff because in in kind of homage to that. We've got like a bit of a quandary here where obviously we look at what was going on in the charts and the album charts and everything. So what I've done is I've got the number ones from 95 and the number ones from 97 when it came out. Okay. And we'll play them off against each other and you can have a bit of a, uh, a think of which, which one you think is the, uh, the better one. Right, nice one. I've always, um, you've done this a bit and I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> You're not going to be impressed with the 95 choice that was number one on the, uh, on the charts anyway. I'm sure we've no, had this get before. This off. Yep. <laughs> Did we have this before? We've done a lot of 95, haven't we? I mean, <laughs> this period of time is the apex of kind of human culture, isn't it? Summertime for the Personal Jukebox podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a yeah, lot around this time. We, we've had this before, and yeah. We've made our thoughts on, uh, on this now. <laughs> so, if we're not going to have that, then um, there was this in 1997. <laughs> On this basis, I don't know, it's a loaded question. Tory for the win, though. Yeah, it's got a Men against boys. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, For the albums in 1995, now, we've covered this this album, obviously, in the last last six months. I'll skip ahead here. This was number one in 1995. And then, man, I 
find this amazing? This was 1997, because I thought this was earlier than this. But the number one album in 97 is probably, oh, the biggest act in the world at the time. I think I could guess here. Yep. The Spice Girls with Say You'll Be There, yep. this, this song, but the Spice album, I had this pegged for the year before, easily. Yeah, our timeline's all askew. Yeah, it is. Everything kind of like melds into one. Yeah. Yeah. And over the uh, over the the seas in America, we've got a kind of a uh, a big singing diva bust off for this one. We definitely have had this song on. Um, I'm sure maybe the first episode we ever did. Um, I may have used this to come back, but I think we've had it as a number one single as well. And you'll tell who it is, obviously, from the vocals. Re- has it recently been used? Someone else has remixed it? So you got Mariah there in 1995. We all know you're a fan. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm like a like a sleeper fan of Mariah Carey. <laughs> and then in 1997, okay, another another diva. Yeah, I mean it's Tony Braxton. Was she classed as a diva? Soul diva. Yeah, soul yeah. diva. Gotta be, hasn't she? I mean, this was fucking everywhere as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was never my. But it was definitely all over box TV. Yeah, and chalk up 97's first win. He missed a little head to head with this one. <laughs> no way. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. Not that one for me. We're in 95, we're in 97. Well, again, stuff about the album as we go through. The album opens with a track called Spiderwebs. for me really yeah yeah um, the bridge around 2 minutes and 30 seconds is I wanna are they really good at writing a bridge yeah or are they oftentimes just a welcome breath of fresh air yeah, to, to mix so. it up yeah. um, you mentioned songwriters and a bit of help and that's a good leading for my initial thought on the first part of this song yeah an A&R marketing um, <laughs> record executive, this isn't the first track by accident because those first two lines of vocals, any hormonal teenage lads who've seen the first two videos may be on the fence. 
as soon as Gwen does that little exhale at the end of each line that we connect and yeah, the chemistry's yeah. correct. They are all in. They're buying the posters. They're buying the gig tickets. They're buying the next album as well. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely sold. And you've got that little selling point as well uh, to them, that plausible deniability, you know, slightly alternative. So they've got that no data. Well, no, no, it's all about the music. It's not, this isn't a band that my cock likes. <laughs> They're just old enough to get away with it now. By the next album, they're out and out pop. But, oh, yes, completely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. At this time, that's that's a sales technique, those opening two lines. Yeah, second sing- second US single this was. They, they also put it out over here in October of 97, so later on this year. I can't really remember it myself. It was, I think it barely got into the top 20. But I remember seeing this one on another box. Yeah, yeah. One, um, back in the days where your videos were very, like, very SD. Yeah. Like, if you watch those videos yep. now, yeah, then, you know, they're very fuzzy and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, this, I knew about No Doubt by the time I'd heard this song. Yeah. Um, and I can definitely remember people used to say, like, as you said, lads would say, oh, but Spiderwebs is a good tune. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was kind of the thing, like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I've got a bit of a thing about uh, horns, really. I mean, I can't really offer up a scientific explanation for this. I can't control any variables. There's no cause and effect. But pitch and duration, just sometimes horns I can deal with and other times I just can't. And I think they don't overdo the horns, which is good. It's it's on the on the album as a whole. They're nice and sparing. It's a breezy... Oh, I, don't know. I don't know. Do you think? On this one, it's 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 completely fine on this yeah. one. It's new as well. Yeah, and it's a breezy, breezy verse. It's a nice little groove. But then chorus, clunk, clunk, clunk. Clunk, and yeah. it's twice on the album they do this that a clunky chorus just kills a song dead for me. This time's the bigger offender out of the two. Okay, I managed to maybe get away with it. Uh, the arrangement lets the verse and the lyrics down. I like the uh, I like the kind of last twenty seconds or so where they uh, yeah, it kind of goes a on a bit, bit of a journey yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, with the horn reprise as yeah. well. The down yeah. tempo. I think I think that's that's a good part. I mean, it's a decent song clunky chorus spoils a good simple bop it's a really good opening song yeah. well maybe really good's too much of a, a statement but it's an perfectly acceptable, acceptable fair yeah it's a perfectly yeah. acceptable opening because oh, i don't know what they would have done if they wouldn't put this as the first song for it like that unless they would have gone for um for just a girl i hate horns <laughs> yeah i hate scar Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, oh, I just can't get on with Scar. And there's, were they a Scar band at, at this point? Surely that was what they were marketed as. Well, that's an interesting question. It's an interesting thing about the album because the album as a whole, I think, is very incongruent. I think this is an album by a band who haven't quite come to the final conclusion of what they are yet. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I that's think fair, they're yeah. trying a few things out and. Mm. Mix results. There's certain things that they do really, really well that they should do more of. Oh, God, yeah. And there's some stuff that they do absolutely terribly that they should eradicate from the repertoire. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> just going back to... Uh, here's a story of... Well, it's not a story per se, but just something that happened this week. Yeah. Um, but I haven't actually told you since uh, since beforehand. Yeah. But uh, I did... Act- and on the subject of money, splashed out and got myself a good telly. 
Oh, recently, yeah. 55-inch yes. OLED 4K. Nice. I've wall-mounted it a lot. So, oh, have you? Um, yeah, I've had to turn the definition down on certain things because it's just too sharp. Uh, apparently, live sport looks the bollocks. But <laughs> I was with some people earlier in the week, and they knew about Mitelli. I said, oh, I had Mitelli on last night. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's got all this, so the blockbusters look amazing. I'm like, they're hanging on this here. And I said, guess what I watched last night? And I'm like, what, what was it? Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> 1984. <laughs> Did it look the, the business? It looked the same as it always has. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe a bit better. But yeah, uh, yeah. Now, here's a film with a banging soundtrack. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's something I've looked at doing, actually, a lot of film soundtrack stuff. Yeah, but yeah. It, it'd need to have a lot of, um, you know, like artists' songs on yeah, there. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. After the couple spring immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is a few that I, I saw. Um, you know, of Beverly Hills Cop, I've definitely only ever seen the first one. Yeah, so yeah. what do you need to see? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen yeah, Best by there, far. Yeah. You've got Netflix at home, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever watched or dabbled with uh, Neil Strong? Gave me a recommendation this week to watch a program called Happy. Okay, have you seen I've it? Seen, I've seen it on the thumbnail that comes okay. up. Okay, G- yeah. give it. Um, Give it a, a point. Okay. You may like it. Okay, There's yeah. some good dialogue and stuff in that, and I know you're a bit of a mark for, for that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I like so, Kevin Smith, as we've covered. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you seen they're doing um, the Al Snow wrestlers show yeah. there as well? Yeah, I yeah, will watch that at some point. Me, yeah. yeah, but it's got to be watched. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. That's one I'm going to have to watch when Lindsay's gone to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I said to her, "Oh, we can watch this." She's like, "I don't fancy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't see me winning around. I can't get I. my wife to watch Glow. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I, you know, I've never watched it. Oh, definitely. I haven't watched it. Watch no. it. You're probably about the fifth or sixth person who said to watch it. Actually. Absolutely, it's yeah. really good. Oh, it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll add that to my list. My, my ever-growing list of programs that I need to watch. Oh, I've cut mine back recently. I, yeah. I, I went surgical on it, and it, it feels good. It's like it's like decluttering your life. It's like go Marie Kondo on your uh, on your Netflix <laughs> watching list and, and all your streaming services. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's uh, it, it takes a bit of stress out of your life. See, that's unfortunate because today I had given me boy my bank account. They gave me twelve months free Disney Plus. Oh yeah, so I wasn't paying for it. So now I imagine I've got like a whole world of other stuff I could possibly watch. Some good stuff on Disney Plus. Yeah. Definitely. Is that where, um, this is a tangent, um, being obviously a fan of lower league football and stuff like that. Oh, I know what you're going to say. What, what's your opinions? Oh. <laughs> what's your opinions on it? Just, I think it's a sad... We're talking st- about Wrexham here, by the yeah. way. <laughs> I think it's a sad state of affairs that a proper club like Wrexham have had to go full Salford. Oh man, they've, it, it's like pulling down your trousers, pulling down your pants, yeah. and like just being used as a. Well, the best part, I know toy. a Salford fan, and he messaged me on the first day of the season. We'd got beat, I can't remember how they got on, but they're doing absolutely terribly. Yeah, they are. Um, but we're dropping messages back and forth, and he said, best part of the day was Wrexham getting spanked, which they did on the opening day. Oh, like five. Something, yeah, two. five they, two, five were they three. they 4 or 5 nil down today as well? I think they lost 5 nil. Yeah. 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 But, um, he sent me that, and I was like, "Don't even tell me that you're that you hate Wrexham now, because then <laughs> they are you of the past six, seven years. It's just if the backing was pulled, they could actually sustain it on their own." <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that you'd be a fan of the whole uh, Wrexham thing. Watch the first couple of three. But, I haven't watched yeah. them actually, but I don't think you need to do you? the amount they've been like pushed onto the masses. 
Well, I saw I saw it come up on some advertising hoardings. Was it even in a Premier League game at the weekend? Oh, really? That, yeah, that the LED hoardings came up with Disney Plus, and then it's a new series, isn't it? Yeah. And then Welcome to Wrexham come up. No, not for me, Clive. No, nor me, neither, nor at all. Um, back to No Doubt. Yeah. Uh, first song in, it's like a middling, fair effort to start yeah. off with. It's not bad. Thumbs in the middle, leading up. Oh, yeah, 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 yep. definitely, definitely. As I say, that bridge is a killer. Yep. Like, I think that's really good. I don't mind the chorus after the initial bit. Oh, yeah. Clunk, 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 yeah, clunk. It, it, When it goes to all of the stories, that bit's all right. But the verses, I don't know, man. It's like, it's all right. Yeah, the whole the whole song is, is it's all right. Shall we just say that? That's kind of that bit where it goes working in the spider webs and it just like chills towards the end. Absolutely, I think completely yeah. fine. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it feels like a backhanded compliment to say the end of the song is the best part, um, <laughs> but that is genuinely the, the the best part of the song. That bit's that bit's nice. It's you like can, I say oh, we were in Legoland um, <laughs> earlier in the year, <laughs> yeah. and. Um, the city part's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, I've uh, never been. Yeah. Never been. Oh, it's, it's better than Auntie Evers. Mm. really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a whole bit where it's dedicated to London, and we're walking <sighs> around that, and I said to, said to the wife, says, you know something, this here, where we are now, is the best thing about London. And she's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what the second best thing about London is? What's, what's that? Says the road out of it. <laughs> yes, yes! Pop the boys. <laughs> Everybody's That's not what I mean them. here, no doubt. Everybody's on board with yeah, that one. That, that is the best part. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to go in. I don't know if to go in two-footed on this one or not. Okay. Because I'm not a fan of the vocal on this one as much. I think Stefani's got this terrible habit of singing as if you're holding your note. A bit Frank side bottom. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One for our younger listeners. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. One for the kids. Um, Yeah, it's as if she's holding a nose. It comes across like that. And I read in um, Robert Christgau's review, he, he uses a word which I've never used in my life, but it basically means it's very erratic and schizo and all over okay, the place yeah. of vocals. Um, and it seems like a bit of an act, which, you know, probably fair dues, really. Mm. Um, this song, oh, the, the chorus is good, the verse and everything. I hate this bit. Oh, that's interesting. I hate this bit. I, I hate those new Sky adverts at the moment where it's all like, oh, the big top, come and see the big show. 
that's, mm. oh, that's what this is like, isn't it? I like, it doesn't outstay its welcome. I like the transition back into the reprise, the little of your time with the drum build into the chorus. Yeah. Highlight of the song? Uh, most possibly, yeah, 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 yeah to be yeah. honest. I think this knows what it wants to be and is well executed for what it is. It's proper SoCal, isn't it? It's of its oh, time, yeah. but it does hold up. Gets to the point, doesn't relent, kind of what an offspring or a Blink-182 would do, albeit or maybe a little watered-down version of. Definitely offspring, yeah, I can hear that a lot, yeah. As you said, they they, they, they are SoCal, aren't they? Yeah. Um, the album's kind of named after one of the teachers used to call the Magic Kingdom in California, Tragic Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. And that gives that kind of feel. And there's a couple of songs on this album that I don't think would be out of place when you're wandering around a certain part of a Disney park. Yeah, I get it. And you hear that kind of music. Yeah. Not quite Shamu's coming out now to do his stuff, <laughs> but um, definitely, um, let me think, oh, maybe somebody swinging through some trees, maybe Little Mowgli or something <laughs> like that, that kind of music. It's, it, once again, it's an all right song. I really dislike that bit where it breaks down into kind of the, the what do you call that? Like circus music. Yeah, yeah. Like, like big um, top music. Yeah, I'm thinking, what's, what, what's your fella with the wind-up contraption? Um, oh, like like the music man kind of thing. Yeah. Like, um, I, I know what you're saying, but yeah. I can't think of the word. But They're pe- big on the left field transitions, aren't they? And yeah. sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I don't mind this one. No. Um, in terms of that like, little bit that's thrown into the middle, which they do a lot, it's definitely not bottom of my list on, no, it's not on this album list, no. in terms of when they do that. But yeah, again, I think it's a step up from the first song. Uh, I probably prefer Spiderwebs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This was a single as well. For, well, fourth single in the US, just radio only. Um, the, the first one that did that was MC Hammer, wasn't it? You can't touch. You, it is. You can't touch this, isn't it? You can't touch this. Da, da, yep. da, yeah, that was never a single in the US um, okay. because they wanted to drive people towards buying the album. Okay. So it was just radio play, and then people would go, yeah. "Oh, who's this? Oh, let's buy the album," kind yeah. of thing. I didn't know that was a thing, you know, over there. Oh, did you not? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it explains uh, a lot. Oh, it does explain a lot. Yeah. When you when you see, if you look on to do, on Wikipedia to look through, I don't know, do research or whatever on these albums, and it'll always go, oh, there's nine singles from this album, there's seven singles from this album. Um, yeah. Somebody's got a record. I think it's either Jacko or Mariah Carey. Every song bar one on the album was yeah. a single. Yeah. And that's why, because they were just promos. Yeah, basically. their singles are not our yeah, singles. Yeah, 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 not our singles. Um, the band, to promote this album, went on the Warp Tour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, did all that. The album didn't enter the top 100 in America until February of 96. And this was massively attributed to a Channel One news programme that Gwen was hosting. And obviously... Um, warm-blooded young males were obviously watching yeah, this yeah. thing. Well, yeah. check this girl. And they broadcast this news programme to over 12,000 classrooms in the local area or somewhere. That's a lot of classrooms, isn't it? But definitely across America. And then they did a, did a gig at a local blockbuster as well, which, I don't know, everybody heard about, turned up at, and it was apparently a big deal. And okay. album sales doubled and quadrupled and something right, right after that. Yeah, so... Harking back to what you were saying, they were throwing the kitchen sink at the wall. Oh, yeah, definitely. To to make sure this hit because, yeah. well, couldn't afford another flop. No, they even did in-store promos. With, I didn't realise they had HMV in America. Okay, no, nor me. Well, they did in-store promos with HMV where they were... Um, I think they did like a, a 
fan Q&A yeah. and then did a gig that was broadcast to all the other HMV stores okay. and music something, I can't remember, it's a, an American store. And yeah, that's like, once again, the sales doubled and that's where it started entering the charts and everything. I don't know, they put the work in, obviously. Guerrilla marketing? Yeah, oh, well, yeah, well, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, track three, everybody knows this one. Definitely the standout um, pop, rock, mainstream song on the album. Definitely. I'm glad you've kind of led in with that because I was going to be blatantly, blatantly obvious. Um, GNO did uh, Glastonbury this year and I was reading a review on some mainstreams. It might have even been The Beeb the next day. And they were like, um, the highlights of the set were... um, Sweet Child of Mine and Paradise City. And I was like, <laughs> and knocking one, on no, there weren't. And two, could you be any more obvious? I, I don't want to be that guy, but with this album, spoiler, with this album, I have to be that guy, I'm afraid, and yeah. go, with, go with the absolute, blindingly obvious, Simple Simon, hit you in the face. You know, oh yeah, are they the only songs you've ever heard? But yeah, this is the best song of the opening salvo by quite some distance. That opening recurring riff's quite distinctive. It's a bit of an earworm. Yes. Um, all, lyrically, all the reasons for it resonate and gain some traction um, mm-hmm. are all there. The chorus, well, the refrain and the variations thereon. It's a home run, isn't it? Oh, especially not yeah. the last time round where the, yeah, the vocal absolutely. picks up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I say the choruses are a mixed bag, mm-hmm. it's, well, really this one that gives it that mixed bag status. Oh, this one's a triumph, yeah. definitely. Yeah, this yeah. is your home run for the chorus. Obviously, first saw it on the video, and the video was really low budget, wasn't it? So oh, was, was this an accidental hit? Um, who knows? I don't know, maybe. <sighs> Did it meant to look like that, or...? Well, that's another thing, because I don't... Off completely by accident, we've yeah. gone off piece, and I've mentioned glow, but yes. there's a line in glow, and and Gwen. I think I'll maybe talk a bit about like Gwen's solo career mm. and how she changed image wise as soon as she. I don't know if she ditched the band, but let's say ditched the band. I would. Um, def- I'd definitely say the record yeah. company were like, "Yeah, come on, it's going to be you. We can make the money yeah. with you." Well, there's a bit of it. Well, after this album. Just listening to this album, the solo career is inevitable. Oh, but yeah. with this video, there's a bit of intrigue with Gwen and mm. the low budget there's kind mm. of does that. And there's actually a line in one of the opening episodes of Glow mm. by Mark Maron, who plays the um, plays the director mm. of the show, and he's doing the casting, and he's talking to uh, Ruth Alison Brie. Oh, I'm not sure about you. And he's like, and she's like, well, what is it? She says, I don't know. She says, maybe I don't like your face. Maybe I like it too much. I don't know what it is. And that's, you kind of start the video. It was, oh, this girl's interesting. She's different. Yeah, do I, don't I? And then by the end, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. She's a star. Of course, for us over here, 
we all probably became uh, massively aware of No Doubt, really from Don't Speak. Yeah. And Gwen looks decidedly different on the Don't Speak video than she does on... Absolutely. And I think you were led to believe, oh, this is what she's like, really. Yeah. Like this, this thing. Um, There was a lot of female-fronted bands, especially, who were putting out probably your lead song, which will class Don't Speak as being, because it was their breaker. Yeah. And it was completely different to everything else they did. Definitely. Um, Garbage, Stupid Girl. It's completely different to everything else Garbage did. Um, oh man, in my head, just I had another one as well, right on the tip of my tongue. But there was like a, a host of these these bands that came along, and the first one was completely different. Really, Alanis Morissette, because you yeah. all know, is completely different to the rest of the album, yeah. isn't it? Really? Yeah. Would you say maybe Jewel with you were meant for me? I'm not really a big. I don't really know more than three Jewel songs. Okay. Yeah. I so probably has to guess which three <laughs> they are as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could probably get that one, that one, yeah. that one. Yeah. You can't underestimate that in 90, we'll say 97, yeah. but somewhere between 95 and 97, you can't underestimate the allure that Gwen Stefani was giving out there. Definitely. To like teenage lads. Yep. It was like, oh, she's one of us. <laughs> you know, she's, oh. she's, she's like part of our crew. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And but- it's been used throughout years and yeah. it works every single time. And yeah. Definitely, there's yeah, there's there's something I'll wrap up in, but the one of us that that's hit the nail yeah. on the head, and there's kind of parallels to draw in kind of other mm. entertainment mm. industries as well. There, where but that works. This song used through loads of stuff. I remember it being Clueless, was it? Yep. Um, it was also in. Oh God, there's the, what's the, the? I always forget a name. The fat American comedian, um, but she's an actress. What's her name? No Not Amy Schumer, but the other one. She's in, like, um, Central Intelligence, is it? Or Tammy? Um, oh, God. I don't even know where her name is. See my blank look. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I, t- I can just think of loads of times this has been used on soundtracks, films, TV programmes. It just covers all the biases, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, definitely. I'm just a girl. Oh, I'm just a girl in a band. People are judging me. My dad's marrying at me driving home late from my boyfriend's house. I don't know. I'm living in a man's world, I suppose, that kind of yeah, thing. There's a bit of... 2023. Yeah, a bit, a bit of that goes on as well in, uh, throughout their career. There's a bit of that in Hey Baby, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's definitely mm. like what the song's about, yeah. isn't it, really? Yeah. But, yeah, banger. Banger. Certified banger. <laughs> Just quickly before we end that one, it was released after Don't Speak when it got to top five in the UK. I think it was number three. Um, they released it a couple of months before and it, and it got to 38. I was going to say, I definitely remember seeing, hearing this first. Oh, did you? Absolutely. I, see, I, I, I don't think I did. But, um, but yeah. I do like this ending as well. Oh yeah, nailed it. It was uh, definitely a unique vocal styling at the time as well. No, no other female was really. Nothing speaks to mind at not all. The, not no. the quirks, you know what I mean. Yeah. The quirks that um, yeah. Gwen was doing it. It works. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one comes in. Bit of blonder, yeah? 
<laughs> just gives me that blonde oh, yeah. volumes. Yeah, yeah. I'm close to that, but defo. I'm looking at the look on your face. That reminds me of something. Oh, I don't know what that. It's funny you say about the. Well, not funny, but the intro. The intro was going fine. The segue into the verse immediately gets my goat. <laughs> I mentioned before we um, started, I hadn't listened to this album in about 20 years until. Yeah, and yeah. And I'd forgotten about this one because I was so. My brain was so haunted by the track that follows this. Um, oh. Some of the transitions here are properly... Ha- they're as ham-fisted as Jive Bunny Master Mix. <sighs> Which is a shame, because the verse and bridge in isolation are perfectly fine. Then you saw me physically shudder at that Happy. chorus. Oh, the <laughs> harmonies are absolutely horrible. <laughs> the repertoire is a happy, 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 happy. Everybody's happy. It's, oh, it's crap. Um, then the second verse is uber short. I was in no hurry to get back to that chorus. Which they then double down on. Oh, they've hit the chorus twice in one minute twenty. Yeah, and then uh, and then they hit the chorus twice in succession. <sighs> if yeah. my memory serves me correctly, I'm not probably, listening yeah. to it again. No, well, um, it absolutely no chance. Uh, the left turn's proper meh. The instrumental turn in the middle. It, uh, it's kind of the highlight. I, I think, think that's a decent idea that deserves a better song. Um, do you think that, like we said about Eric Stefano, maybe he had a hand in this one, I can't remember, mm. but he definitely seems to have been somebody who, as we said, was a bit arty and probably wanted every song to be Bohemian Rhapsody or something like yeah. that? Well, if he was the primary writer on yeah. the stuff before it, like I said at the start, I've listened to that kind of stuff once, twice, and I just remember no hooks. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 that kind of fits. But yeah, it's uber repetitive. There's a couple of bits that are maybe in missed opportunity thumbs down on this it's one. like oh probably three fast song three fast decent hooky songs as yeah. such is the song yeah i mean there's 14 songs on this album straight away i can say you can well, lose two and that, not even that's a thing um i was gonna say at some point and i think it's probably now's a good time to say it as to the runner songs we're going into there are sequencing and pacing issues right across this album it's strewn with them i think this album it's in stark contrast to the next album that we're going to do in that this is it's a collection of songs it doesn't ebb and flow as an album at all it's it's not a cohesive work um it's stylistically yeah, yeah stylistically there's massive contrasts yeah in terms of uh, song placing on the album let's just pull back the curtain now from this song onwards one two three four Five, there is a five-song slog. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's lying. Right, the next track is apparently one of Barack Obama's favourite songs. What? This is a Disney one. Don't have to be famous person just to make mine. A 
it is at this point on the album on my first listen to again recently where I was fed up of horns. This okay. is the point on the album where I'm like, I've okay. kind of had enough now. Oh, you're lower, you're <laughs> more down on horns than I am. I thought the intro was promising. Instrumentally, I actually quite like the lead on the verse. Hey, there's nothing wrong instrumentally at all yeah. in this stuff. It's, it's yeah. perfectly competent. Yeah. But I don't understand if you're marketing songs like Just a Girl yeah. or Spiderwebs. The same people who are into them songs ain't going to be into this. I don't unless, think so. Unless, are they trying to get... Do we want girls to get into Scar? Mm. Are they just trying to see what sticks? Is it... Mm. Like I said, I think they may be trying to find their identity a little yeah. bit here. And it just so happens to coincide with them having two big hits um, that maybe they didn't expect. It's Disney um, house band this is. Yeah. From the bit, so different, so the same, the... The lyrics in oh, this. Oh, the lyrics. I can only classify, I can only draw a parallel with what, year seven music class project. It's a bit cringe. Team. Oh, it's proper cringe. It's like someone said to a bunch of 12 year olds, write a three minute song on diversity. It's <laughs> utterly graceless. <laughs> utterly graceless. Um, some more clunky transitions. The chorus from like one minute and some change. Oh, the Kaya only. The lack of everything we've ever covered, you and I, on this podcast. Yeah. Only the lack of wine in the pitch keeps this above the nadir of indie rock and roll for me. <laughs> oh, no. It's giving it a run for its money. It really is. I mean, oh, and then you get to the... Oh, take a lifetime to explain. No one's exactly the same. Oh, if you're a producer and you're hearing that, how at that point is this not on the cutting room floor? It just Disney. It just reminds me of, oh. of, of just... I don't know how. It could be in bloody Moana or something like that, you know. Oh, God. And the um, the vocal outro, you know, the last 20 seconds is just awful. Oh, oh, Absolutely yeah. awful. It's, it's definitely not a high point of the album. Stinker. Yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. What a lyric. I'm a person. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> it is bad. We'll have one more before the break. Uh, we're kind of at the halfway point of the album and split up this uh, this mid-album slog a little bit, yeah? Yes, please. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to go to I'd touch myself. Oh, that's a tune. <laughs> this reminds me of something as well, this, that, that riff. Oh, God, this is bad as well. I forgot to say, that song, Different People, that was apparently the first song Gwen Stefani ever wrote. Okay. Yeah. And she got better. <laughs> um, this chorus bit in the background below us now, not the worst, but oh God, See, it's, it's a bit brutal up to that. Yeah, I think the arrangement on the verse is easily digestible, and I'm just getting comfortable. And then someone puts 50p in that drummer. <laughs> and, and then, I mean, let's not just throw him under the bus, because the lead's clunky. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, the drummer ain't my favourite. It spoils a couple of choruses. The chorus on this is there. 
Oh, not memorable, is it? No, no, no. I'd forgotten about it until it came in just. Yeah, well, that's it. That's what I've... Um, don't, don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Meh. Filler. And it's just not the shot in the arm that the album needs. No, it's not. This was the last single that they put out, promo in America. February 1998, this was out. Okay. So you're talking, you know, the best part of three years after they'd released the album. I think the next album came out in 99, didn't it? Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this was a single. They, they were milking that, that care for everything it was worth. Oh, they? yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, who are you marketing this at? Well, that's the thing. It's stylistically, it really is a bit all over the place. Yeah. And there's there's some real stark examples of that to come. Oh, man. Yeah, there is. You know, Rolling Stone had this at number four on the greatest album, number 44 on the greatest albums of all time on the last list. They have no credibility. That, I mean, that's just no. shocking, isn't it? No. I can't agree with that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go with that. At all. Right, we're going to have a little break now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking so far. Um, a bit hit and miss, shall we say. A mixed bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's elaborate on that in a bit. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a moment. Get in touch with the show directly via email at jukeboxpod at gmail.com. You can search up Personal Jukebox Podcast on Facebook and find out what's going on over there. You can follow the show on Instagram at jukeboxpod. And leave a rating, review, spread the message, spread the word. Personal Jukebox Podcast. Hey! Okay, so we're back with part two, looking at No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom. What are you doing to me? Well, I just... Simply read Phil Collins <laughs> in the same city. <laughs> Isn't it Phil and somebody else? It's, um... Something Oakley? Ah, uh, Philip Bailey. Bailey? Philip okay. Bailey and the, like, double Phil. Oh, terrible. <laughs> Do you not like this? Oh. Phil Collins. <laughs> No, is it a no-fill zone? It's it's a no-fill, yeah, it's a no-fill zone. And yeah. Were you yeah. Like, well on board with um, Noel Gallagher when he was like, oh, as a band I want to be like, bring me the head of Phil Collins. He's, he's given <laughs> Phil some um, some abuse over the years and I, I can completely <laughs> get on board with that. Some merciless stick acts Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm team, team Noel when it comes to that, 100%. Um, what was the last track we did? Um, hey You, wasn't it? Not Hey Baby. Not Hey Baby. We start the second part with not Miley Cyrus, but um, the climb. (laughs) 
Now, Gwen is going for a bit of a, um, like a smoky, uh, you know, like a smoky... In the club style? <laughs> smoky club style kind of thing. A bit of Vic Reeves? <laughs> it's got that kind of a, I mean, that, that noise, the, the like, it is a Mellotron, isn't it? That noise yes. in the background. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me very much of, uh, we said about them Garbage as well. Garbage okay. used that a lot um, on the songs. Um this one, I think they were kind of intending as a bit of a vocal showcase. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. the production's bloated and it doesn't... I think it detracts from the vocal. There might be a decent ballad in there somewhere, but it it's a bit of an outlier. There's a few outliers on this album. Yeah. And, and, and at what point are they an outlier from what? Everything else that's an outlier. Um, but tempo-wise, if you hark back to the... Th- the first three songs, yeah, this isn't what they do well Mm-mm. for me at all. Transitions, choruses, I realise it probably comes across like I'm giving them a bit of a kick in, mm. so it could just be, this is the personal jukebox podcast, Yeah, could it just be simply that as songwriters, they're not my bag? I, I just, I can't put my finger on it because... This is not the same person writing all these songs. No, it can't be. No. I mean, at nearly seven minutes to, this is way too long. It meanders. It's repetitive. It, doesn't it repeats go, like yeah. a good one. It doesn't go anywhere for what feels like the longest time until the horns, which I know you'll be loving, mm. and you'll be well, you'll be glad of that respite. Mm. And then there's some like infantry-style drumming that just yeah. comes out of absolutely nowhere. And it's really schizo the whole song, it, it, whole album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. Um, I think I used. I actually wrote it down a bit later, but I think it just you can just throw it in at any point from about song four onwards. Incongruent, the mm. whole thing. If I'm being kind, it's a collection of songs. And and this went diamond yeah. in America. Yeah, yeah. Off the back of the singles, it's the big singles. Have been, hasn't it? it is absolutely diamond. I mean, yeah. it's um, platinum in the UK as well. Three times platinum in Australia. People saw Gwen Stefani and wanted to buy that girl's record. It is that. My hand is in the air for people who can't see. I was one. Yeah, there you go, I, was yeah. one. I wanted to buy Gwen Stefani's record. Number one in Belgium, Canada, Denmark, Finland, Iceland, New Zealand, Norway and the US. Top five in 11 more countries. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, speaks for itself. This is, this is the that's why, no doubt, don't care what we think. Yeah, oh yeah, that's completely why. In 1997, it was the second highest selling album in America. Yeah. After Spice by the Spice Girls. Really? Yeah. Which is just, you know. Yeah, the 19th highest of 96 and the second highest of 97. Do you think there's a bit of a zeitgeist there with Gwen oh, and the Spice Girls? This is what I was saying. Like, people are saying now, oh, you know, we need more women. <laughs> well, and, and at the risk of being Andrew Tate and Russell Brand in the room here, yeah, people will say, um, oh, we need more women in the business. But, man, at this point in the 90s, any female-fronted band was thrust forward onto everything. Well, I think I said at the end of the Aladdis episode, in terms Alanis. of men with guitars, which was kind of my bag, it's passe to me now, and I listen to a lot more now into 2023. Uh-huh. I think I reeled off a list of like your Sharon Van Etten's, your Chelsea yeah. Wolves, your Emma yeah. Ruth Rundles. Female-fronted or female solo artists, for me in 2023, a lot more innovative... A um, lot more interesting, and I've got a lot more to say. Mm-hmm. There you go, then. So, oh, yeah. So yeah. You, you're not definitely holding them down, are you? Viva la revolution. <laughs> Get your bras off and wave them around your Absolutely. head. Absolutely. 
<laughs> Let's go vote. I'm going to cut that off before it descends into... It's, it's very umper as well, isn't it, that? Mm, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm never a fan of that. Track number eight is called 16. Now, this is the other song, apart from the released ones, that are remembered going back to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I had no memory of this at all. Okay. We descend into this bloody scar, bloody um, tropical. I'm higher on this than reggae. you because again, no, I don't mind yeah. this. Yeah, for I feel them. like I'm cutting and pasting my comments, but the verse on this is perfectly serviceable. Then the bass overwhelms the chorus, and it it gets boggy. I remembered it from the chorus. This when it could see this part, I think the bass just oh, it's drags this right down. It, it is a racket, but. I just remembered it from that, um, where it cuts in. I think, would I have been? No, I wouldn't have been 16 at the time, so I was thinking maybe that's why it resonated. Um, I mean, this is really along the same vein as the first three, I think. It fits into that camp, not the ones that we've just had. It's its poor cousin. Yeah, but it'd fit on the EP with those songs. Well, that's interesting that you say that, because... This is the fifth song of five. Yeah. I think is of every album we've covered ourselves, including compilations, yeah. as interminable a run, I think, okay, as we've yeah, ever yeah. had. If you'd somewhere in that, maybe with this as as one of them, put the next two songs towards the front of this run, mm-hmm. and maybe this one, you could maybe say I'd maybe cut, leave a couple on the cutting room floor as well out of the 14, which 14 is, I don't care who you are, unless they're like two, three minute songs, 14 songs is too much on an album. Mm. Um, and, and I'll say that for R.E.M. Pearl Jam, Radiohead, um, Pink Floyd, whoever. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's too much. But if you took the next two songs after this one, maybe this one, mix those into like the first six or so with the remainder of this album, some of these pushback, you could say that this album simply punches itself out. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's... If you front-load it. Yeah, yeah, I can't disagree with that one little bit. If you did that, though, it would literally all be the same kind of thing. Well, definitely. Not, not the same, but it would be, you know, the same tempo all the way through, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, that's what they do well. It is, it is actually, that's kind of, yeah, stick to that, stick your ballad on the end. Yeah, absolutely. Or something, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. What and we're mean. good to go. Uh, next track is Sunday Morning. This was a num- another single. Oh, this was a single in the US as well. Sorry, in the UK. Man, their star must have been fading there because this only got to number 50 on the UK charts. Bit green dye at yeah. the start, yeah? Yeah, definitely.
It's at this point as well, you know, I said there was a point where I was fed up with the horns. Yeah. It's at this point where I'm thinking to myself, all these songs are about exactly the same thing. Okay. It's just it's just as if it's, the, I don't know, the same song with different lyrics, or the same lyrics with a different song. Well, this song structurally is a very, very close relation to Spiderwebs. Oh, yeah, like, completely, Absolutely. yeah. My critique of this will be similar. I think this is a better song than Spiderwebs. But again, here we are, chorus, clunk, 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 clunk. I've said before loads of times, I hate that drum beat. Just the terrible. Duh, duh, yeah, duh, duh, absolutely duh, duh, terrible. Hate it. Yeah, Any song. I'm not loving the drummer on this album at all. I think the vocals pronounced enough to carry the chorus. Yeah. And the, this bit, the I thought I knew you segue at the end, saves it. Oh, it 100%. elevates it above the yeah. Um, yeah. the chorus of Spiderwebs, definitely. The rhythm section on the lead is absolutely fine. And I think the verse is what they do well. And there's a nice, memorable little riff that sinews the choruses together. So I, I like that. It's a, it's a neat little package. Yeah, it's all right. It, Chorus it, lets it down. It, this isn't one that I would cut off the album. Definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. This right. is, it's top half, at least. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's yeah. punching above mid-table respectability. Okay, yeah. I'll, get, I'll, I'll concede on that one. Album reviewers... Listen to, listen to this for a collection of okay. album reviewers. All Music gave it a four and a half out of five. Entertainment Weekly gave it a C plus. Pitchfork, seven point eight out of ten. I saw that, you know, and I was. Were a you go- surprised? I was a gog. Yeah, yeah. Because Pitchfork I thought they'd kick this. Harsh. Um, Rolling Stone. See, Rolling Stone give it the forty fourth album of all time, but they only gave it three and a half on an album review. Christopher Gow, C plus. With the outliers here. I don't know, he's actually given it a, um, a a grade there as well. Yeah. He, even on his review, everything focused in on Gwen. Yeah. No mention of the other dudes. So, yeah, I mean, that's what they were. And if that, if you didn't think that's what they were, then this is the next song. This is the big single. This is completely different to anything else on the album. It could be anybody's song that has just been given to No Doubt to sing. Uh, you know it, I know it, everybody knows it. But it is a big song, isn't it? Colossal. I'll pump it back up for the chorus, but this was one of those songs I've mentioned before that touchstoned all the major radio. Uh, themes could play it to this day your radio one would play it your local radios would play it I dare say it was even on like um, like older music radio as well have a bit of the chorus I mean, it really is. I mean, everything we've said about the rest of the album, this is a songwriting triumph. Absolutely. It's, there's nothing paradigm-shifted, but it's just a well-crafted, well-performed mm-hmm. ballad, I think. And here's a question, maybe a bit rhetorical, because it was written by Gwen, mm-hmm. Ben Tony, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Does the genuine delivery come across and resonate to the audience and could 
that explain its enduring popularity? Well, this is a funny one because when you saw the video, it was synonymous with the video. This yeah, song. absolutely synonymous but to was, our generation. Yeah, yeah, completely. And it was definitely implied from from the video, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Where she's basically kind of singing to him. I saw this in a review somewhere that it was like they were like a "Don't stop, no, not don't stop, go your own way." They are like ah. our generation, Stevie Nicks <laughs> and Lindsay Buckingham. Oh, as like, Tony wishes he was <laughs> yeah, Tony Buckingham. wishes, yeah. Tony Maybe wishes. Gwen could lay yeah. claim to like someone like that, but yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I always thought it was it was implied by the video. Yeah. But it didn't feel me watching it thinking about myself watching it back then. Yeah. I never really got that personal thing from it. I, I don't, don't know if I watched it, it now. Yeah. Maybe if I watched it now, I'd think completely different about it. Mm. And knowing, but um, I don't know. Completely different. Spanish guitars, yeah. Spanish solo, Spanish guitar solo. Used to great effect. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Yeah, But absolutely. just literally completely different to yeah. anything else they did on this I'm, album. I'm glad we're on the same page here, because I'm not sick of this song. I was. I definitely, I definitely got burnt out on it then. Maybe the grass has grown. Well, yeah, who yeah. knows? Absolutely. Which, I mean, go yeah. on, go I didn't want to go full on basic on this, but because this is kind of where I am on this album and mm-hmm. on No Doubt as a band. You know, I've talked about the G&R thing. I thought, oh, come mm. on. But what I was going to kind of put to you, if there was any kind of resistance whatsoever, if your youngest were to come down before mm. we were doing this, say, oh, we're doing No Doubt. And I said, what have they done that's good? You'd put on this or just a girl, wouldn't you? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, yeah. obviously, the pop career, which they became, was inevitable. The solo career was inevitable. And I'm going to go, I think I went full on hipster with ZZ Top on the Beck episode. I'm going to go full on Alan Partridge with No Doubt. No Doubt's best album is the best of No Doubt. Oh, yeah. They are a pop group. Well, they're <clears> like <throat> a pop group. It's unusual for anyone rem- remotely alternative, but they're good for a few for a couple of banging singles every th- few years. After yeah. this, Bathwater is a tune. Ex-Girlfriend is a tune. Yes. For me, they're just not an album band. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. The world needs them. Yeah. And I think that's what No Doubt are. Definitely. I mean, didn't they get back together in... Was it 2012, 2014? It, it's been moderately 15? recently. And I would yeah. dare say that they just went out on tour and... Put out the big ones. Absolutely. We put out, pulled Absolutely. out the big guns. And for some, for a lot of artists, again, not it's not really common in anything that's remotely alternative, but for some artists, that's what works and that's what they do, and that's what works for No Doubt, and mm. that's what works for Gwen. Yeah. She did um, a residency in Vegas, didn't she? Did she? Okay. Yeah. It Where was, at? And it was called The Just a Girl okay. um, Live Experience yeah. at the Zappers Theatre. Okay, Theatre. Been to Vegas twice. Not familiar uh, with that. January eighteenth, November twenty-one. Gross twenty-seven point three million. Oh yeah. So did thirty-six dates across that time, because um, I think Ooh. she was ill for some of them, and then it got stopped by COVID. Yeah. But you know, she trust me. You look at the set list of the, the stuff she's doing there. Yeah. It's two thirds, no doubt, to a third solo okay. material. Yeah, she knows. Yeah. The, she know what the audience wants. Yeah. The last gig they played as a band was 2015 as well. Yeah. Um, California again. And they played like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven songs off this on a 16-song set. Song yeah. set. Yeah, this is this is the one album that got any traction, didn't it? Um, yeah, do you think that anybody who was into them on this album was either A, burnt by this album, not being completely all-killer 
You know what I mean? Or killer, no filler. Or just like fell off after and thought, oh, they're a gimmick band. I resemble the remark of the former mm. because I bought this off the strength of the big two singles. Mm. And then it was like, how far are we going back? 25 years? Uh, Pushing 30 years? Nice five, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it was New just 30 a, years, yeah. Yeah, no, not an album bad. Even then, I was like, it, this was a colossal disappointment to 15 year old me. <laughs> but it wasn't a colossal disappointment to the public, this song anyway. At the time, it held the Billboard Hot 100 airplay chart only, because once again, this wasn't a physical single in the US. 16 weeks at number one, and that was the record at the time in the US. Broken two years later, boy. Can you think of something? Oh, you've caught me on the hop there because I was having a sip of beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, okay. That did 18 weeks. Another song which was like fucking massive over there. And not as big here until a few years later when I think it was re-released. It was X-Factored, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was somebody, yeah. Didn't somebody sing it on X-Factor and then they yeah. redid it? Yeah. yeah. I was invited once to see the Goo Goo Dolls and I turned that down. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What else have they got? Can you think of another Goo 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 Doll song? Not at all. No, neither can I. This is where the album tops out, shall we say? I'd say that's fair. Definitely, as well, one of the last three things that I ever bought on tape. Okay. The tape single of this. I actually bought the single. I was um, as much allured and stars in my eyes as every other guy was. Um, I'll tell you what, nowadays, in 2023, Gwen Stefani's definitely um, grown in ways that she didn't then, hasn't she? Okay, I'll, 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 yeah, have you I'll, not? I'll and I'll tell you, if we go back to what you were saying about she was one of us, she was yeah. one of our girls, and if we want to kind of kind of do a little sidebar into her pop career, I'm struggling for example. I mean, um, Hella Good, which was a No Doubt song, that yes. could be Britney Cutting Room Floor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a couple of Gwen solos that I can't really... Um, uh, the the first one was what you waiting for, wasn't it? Yeah, what you were yeah, definitely. That yeah. could that that could be one of your anybody uh, who 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 was around at that time. Didn't yeah. remember when she used to always walk around with them two like Japanese girls. No. That was like her gimmick, wasn't it, at the time? Okay. When she went as a solo singer, she always had not two geisha girls, but it, they were like like Japanese right. schoolgirls, I suppose. Okay. Well, I think the stylists got a hold of her. Oh, and. Fuck yeah completely changed that image and I think that kind of killed the interest for me because yeah here's a couple of examples movie wise Winona was our girl in the 90s mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and she's had a, an amazing renaissance yeah with last, stranger in, things in decade, with stranger <laughs> things but I think what how Gwen got that traction as a public figure in I to draw a parallel in a locker room of Sonny's Sables Tori Wilson's Stacey Keebler. She was Lita. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She literally was. She yeah, was Lita. Yeah, yeah. When Lita first arrived, yeah. I can remember thinking that, even yeah. though they weren't straight away, look at them. Yeah. She was like, 
with yeah. the boys. She's yeah. one of the boys. Yeah, yeah. She, she she kind of slowly like like that um, the first video, the mm. uh, just yeah. a girl video. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She kind of seeped away in, and by the by the time she'd kind of gained attraction, she's top of the heap. Mm. It's either very clever or very um, what's the word. What's the word? It's either very... Oh, cynical. Cynical? Yeah, yeah. very clever or very yeah. cynical. <laughs> Fair play there. Fair play. Did a decent job with it. Um, oh, dear. We're back into this stuff. Here's the incongruence, because that is a 70s funk intro. This is just like a disco. This could be... Atomic Kitten could have been putting this out a couple oh, of yeah. years later. into doing the research on this album my mindset going into it was oh I think No Doubt are a bit like Paramore were in that Hayley Williams was the one who got the recording contract yeah. let's just chuck a load of lads around her okay, and like put her out yeah, there yeah which wasn't the case at all was no, it with their formation I was absolutely surprised she was a backing singer wasn't she yeah, 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 yeah she weren't even like the singer Yeah, and you hear a song like this and this is definitely an audition for a solo career. Oh, definitely. It's like, oh, I can turn my hand to this, 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 and this. Well, oh, I've kind of got that in my in <laughs> summary. That? Another reason that um, the solo career was inevitable, because if this album can hang its hat on something, is stylistically it's all over the place. Mm. Gwen has showed that she's competent at worst at every style, and that's what your pop divas do. That's yep. what a, a Britney, a Christina, yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift album pick is. Pick your name, yeah, yeah. Pick, your, pick your poison on that yeah, one. absolutely. So, I mean, there's no cohesion. Uh, length of this track makes it laborious, but, I mean, well, no, the length of the album makes it laborious. Uh, this song is fine. It meanders along. It's just there, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, my one takeaway from this is the title, You Can Do It, and my brain goes, chop his fucking head off! <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're here at this part of the album, and I'm looking at the track list, and I see three more tracks, and I'm flagging. Um, on that on that note, should we go on to the next Let's one? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's bring it home. Uh, track twelve is "World Go Round." Once again, it's like oh no, then things come in. <laughs> But with a kind of country vibe underneath them. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit of bluegrass. <laughs> We've mentioned it a lot of times, but I'm just struggling to just think who this is aimed at. What? One of my notes for this is from Don't Speak to You Can Do It yeah. to this, stylistically, at this point, I don't know what date it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, this titular refrain here is a bit of an earworm. You find yourself doing it, and I hate that. 
Mm-hmm. I hate it. It's like those people who <laughs> and then hit the one line over and over again. <laughs> the one that does it uh, has been done it for about the last year. Is people who all go start singing and go green, green grass. Blue, blue sky, and then stop. Oh, oh and then a God. minute later, they'll go green, green grass, blue, blue sky. And this, find yeah. it all the way to make the world go around, does that, and the whole sort of cognitive concept that just gets robbed on you know, my tits. If you think about that, then um, Lycan, no doubt, too. What's his name? The lad who does the oh, well, song. What's it? George um, Ezra. George Ezra. It's in the same ballpark, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, really. Yeah. When you when you get down to the brass tacks, it it kind of is just in that ballpark of we're just going to put everything out there. It doesn't matter. And this is what I thought once again that they didn't write these songs. I, I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But oh man, there's n- there's no thread that runs through everything. That's a good, perfect analogy. No thread that runs through. Alter- that, yeah, and, and nothing. Perfectly think Nothing is terrible. Um, oh. Different people is terrible. Oh, different people actually is pretty bad. Different yeah. people is terrible. Um, um, the chorus of "Happy Now" is terrible. <laughs> yeah, there's there's terrible. Other bits. than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. It. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Let's 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 get through this. Yeah. <laughs> let's get through this. Um, the last but one track is called "Weirdly End It On This." Should they have ended it on this? <laughs> Man, I think they should have um, cut this. What does that remind me of as well? What does that little piano lick remind It reminds me of something. I'm left thinking to myself once again, I've heard this song before. Well Not on this album. The only Rick Time signature, it's it's got that Orange County identity and it's got a bit of identity that kind of fits in with the stuff that they do. Oh, best. it fits in with what they do, yeah. It fits in with what they do best, I think. So I did put on kind of first listen through probably the highlight of the closing stretch, but I've revised that, I don't think it is. Oh dear, you don't think it's the last track, do you? <laughs> I ge- the last track, I genuinely don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I've felt I have sat on both sides of the coin. <laughs> really? The last track, I really have. And we'll, we'll hit that last track because yeah. I haven't got anything else to say on this. I've yeah. seen this last track buried critically. Oh, have you? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I mean, it starts like no doubt yeah but I think there's a vibe about the start that's a bit foreboding I think lyrically thematically the rest of the album is route one this is a bit ambiguous and abstract oh it's very abstract yeah and on an album that's full of stuff that feels out of place alongside each other this track feels massively out of place this this feels yeah. like um, it just feels tagged on the end. Mm. Do you know it, what I mean? It, it doesn't belong. The transitions are. I, 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 
feel like an idiot calling them progressive, but they're a lot more progressive than anything else here. Um, and I'm going to try and sell you here. Mm. At about 2 minutes 40, there's a solo. There is a solo, there's yes, a solo. there is. Yeah, there is. And, <laughs> yeah. And it's like every yeah. every um, guy who's playing an instrument gets a chance to shine on this song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, this, this is a bit more ambitious than anything else on there. And I did have wondered in like the last fortnight... Is this a bit of a mess? Is it just pure ambition? But I've come to the conclusion that maybe it's not. It's it's interesting and yeah, maybe a bit more of this. And there's a tempo increase in the last minute that I'm like, yeah, more of this. Oh, I hate that. That's that. Do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think more so than it just... something different. Yeah. I don't like this bit. I don't like this bit. Yeah. Hey, uh... It's a bit Phantom of the Opera, that bit. Yeah. And this stuff's back again. Yeah. I think that that bit that you're on about where the tempo increases. I mean, it's this basically. Isn't it? It's this bit, but yeah. just done faster and faster. Yeah. But kudos for doing something like this and giving it a go. I can understand why this ends the album then, if they're going to do that. Because what you're going to finish with after that? If it was me, and this is why I'm not a marketing A and R guy, I'd have opened the album with this. I just got. You, oh really? You're sticking with us through this, or you can fuck off. <laughs> it does descend into a mess, though. That that looks sped up. Well, I, do, I have thought in the last two weeks. Yeah, kudos for trying, but this is a mess. But I don't think it is. I've gone back and forth. I might think it's a mess next week. Yeah. And I might listen back to this episode and think, "What were you thinking?" I think I, I need to listen to this song ten times over three days. Oh, yeah. Eddie Van Island's turned up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't bring myself in any way to say no doubt to ship musicians, musicians, because they're not. not. No. They're completely competent. They all know what they're doing with their stuff. They're just, I don't know, maybe this did, well, it obviously did work because it sold by the bucket load. Yeah. But I think, as, as I alluded to, I think, was it on 16? Or, no, it was on the, the climb. As songwriters, are they just not our bag? Yeah, well, Scar's never been my bag. Yeah. Um, and Scar is usually lumped in with Punk, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Punk isn't my bag. And then I'm thinking, oh, what am I, what am I, what is there here for me? Yeah. And I love a banger. <laughs> I oh, love yeah. a banger. And I can appreciate a great some. pop song. Yeah. And so, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I just, I always just keep coming back to, who's this for? It is a confusing album. Yes, it is a completely really confusing is. album. And I don't think it's an album. It's non-cohesive. Obviously, though, at some point, we've got to um, we've got to write these kind of albums. This is hard. <laughs> yeah, do you think so? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... Oh God, I mean... We- where do we go about sitting this one down? Um, in in closing for it, yeah. There's some really good pop songs on there. Absolutely. There's some really good um, up-tempo. I don't know what to call them. They're rock. They're, they're not rock, though, are they? They're kind of alternative, punky. They're kind of watered-down pop-punk with horns. 
Yeah. But not on two thirds of the album. Yeah. It's this is probably up until this point the album which has jumped around not really through genres but definitely in styles of songs more than any other album I've done. Oh, I couldn't pigeonhole this as anything other than pop. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I was just about to say. And the next thing is, really, when it comes down to it, you've got to say, it is a pop record. Yeah, yeah, completely. And there, and well, not on there for, but that in itself makes it really hard to grade this. It's, this, I've never struggled with it. I'm still not sure now. As you know, I try and anchor it to what we've done previously mm. in terms of grades we've given. Now, my low previously, much to your chagrin, is Hot Fuss. Yeah, what did you give that? I gave that a D minus. A D minus? That's super fucking... That's Um, super super stingy, that was. So I'm comparing this to Hot Fuss. So... It's night and day. It's like ice cream and horseman. Oh, thank you, Bobby Heenan. (laughs) I'll get the reference. Um, Okay, so you ain't going to like this. Mm. The highs are higher on this album. Go on, yeah. And the lows aren't quite as low. Mm-hmm. You um, really hate in the in glamorous in the rock and roll, uh, yeah. Different people gives it a run for its money. Yeah. It does. Different people is the second worst song that we've covered <laughs> on this podcast. That's not on a compilation. Okay. okay. Oh man, it's um, now the middle ground. The Go on. The middle ground. Mm. Um, so the middle in tracks. Yes. Hot Fuss is a better album than this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more respectful of your time. There's nothing like that little run oh, yeah. of five songs yeah, on Hot Fuss to to take the starch out of you. There's probably more um, big songs on Hot Fuss as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, there's less tracks. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's more respectful of your time. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's more easily digestible. So, do the highs being higher and the lows being not as low balance out that middle ground and get me to match that d minus or am i going one lower and giving it an e plus there's no e plus it's just it's just e yeah oh i don't know if i'm being overly harsh because like you say the musicianship there's nothing wrong with it yeah that's going to be the clincher for me yeah you've Mm. made my decision for me Mm. i am matching that d minus Okay, whilst listening to you say that, I'm not a million miles away. I'm going to go for a strike D. Okay. Yeah. Um, It's not shit. It's not a shit album. Well, (laughs) it's It's, it's not a good album by anybody's standards. It's not a good album. Because it's not, for me, it's not an album. No, no. And there are plenty of artists who don't do albums per se. Yeah, I'm an album fan. Plenty of people aren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my dad is massively into music, but he's not an album man. Yeah, I know what you mean, actually. Um, Yeah, D, I'll I'll go for a D. You'll list it with a D minus. Give it a listen. You know, if anything else piqued your interest on this, then by all means, give it a listen because it really is a mixed bag. Well, it's a mixed bag. But similar in the same way. Mm. It's an actual just. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's one of them where have a listen and tell us why we're wrong. <laughs> yeah, have a listen and tell us where us wrong. Where we're wrong. Jukeboxpod at gmail dot com and I don't know. Let us know. I haven't really got anything else to say. I was befuddled by this listening to it the first time I listened to it. 
three weeks ago or so in the first time for like 20 years and I didn't remember half of these songs so it was kind Same. of like listening to a new album as well I don't know when went on made money the lads have all made bucket loads of cash since yep. um, they could still go out tomorrow do you think there'd be an appetite for No Doubt on tour in 2020 probably Ford? would they've got a fan base yeah 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 definitely would you go now and, hate would, us would you go and see them if someone gave you a ticket for free yeah. would you go and see them and it was only like at Birmingham or something. I was just going to say it would completely <laughs> where, depend where, on Where am location. I going? <laughs> yeah. If I'm travelling for a freebie, I'd travel up to a couple of hours. Oh, would you? Yeah. 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 You've got to give it a go. Maybe yeah. that's where... It, oh, now here's here's a one for you. Here's, here's a band I was thinking of closing out with, yeah. but I'm not going to, who kind of my favourite album of um, this year. I'd heard a critically acclaimed band. I'd heard a lot of stuff by them called uh, Young Fathers. Young, oh, I've heard of Young yeah. Fathers, yeah. Listen to their stuff, heard it on Six Music, that kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, I get why they're talented. I mm. get why this is good. I'm not quite getting there. I saw their Glastow set, saw them livestock. Now I get it. Okay. Now I get Now I'm on board. That's when the penny dropped. They get the Boyd seal of approval. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. Okay. And I was too slow getting a ticket for them um, in Brum this year. Mm. Um, but I'll try and catch them next time around. Who's to say, no doubt, wouldn't do the same. Some, mm. it's, oh, music's about context, isn't it? Of course, of course, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we're not saying we're right. We're just saying, not for us, Clive. It's the, it's the personal jukebox podcast. It's yep. just our opinion. Um yeah. As unqualified as we are. You saying the No Doubt fans out there will hate us. I don't know if there's No Doubt fans really. I don't know if there's got to be, but hey. <laughs> right, on that, what do you want to play it with? I'll play it on the subject of gigs. I'm very excited because I'm getting my gig on later Ooh, this year. Giggy, I, giggy. I absolutely am. Fatherhood, it's become very few and far between. and It's been Seems over a year. Seems to happen like that, yes. Yeah, so... A band I'm going to see for the first time, which is why I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Who I've grown to love in the in the last year, uh, ten years or so. Mm. So um, let's finish with a song called "Sugar for the Pill" Ooh. by a fantastic British band called Slow Dive. Straight away, very twenty twenty three. Yeah. going out on Limia, but I reckon somewhere listening to this episode, Mr. Chris Wellins, who's joined me recently, I think he'll be appreciating this one. It seems up his street. I, I did kind of think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having listened to listened to those episodes, I thought, yeah, maybe. If any of my fellow co-hosts are going to appreciate this, Chris was my man. <laughs> All right, then. Um, thank you very much, Boyd, for joining me. Thank you, good sir. And I'll see you very soon. 
Um, and thank you guys out there for listening as well. And I'll speak to you or you'll hear my dulcet tones with somebody else very, very soon as well. Thank you very much. And we're out of here.